This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Cummins. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. I'm at the Farm Equipment Manufacturer Association's Marketing and Distribution Convention in Orlando. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. During a presentation about the outlook for the ag economy during FEMA's fall meeting, Professor Jim Minert from Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture noted that more than farm income is weighing on producers' minds when it comes to their sentiment. A year ago, the big topics on growers' minds were inputs, politics, taxes, policy, and labor. This year, based on the September Ag Economy Barometer Survey, politics has moved into a much larger issue on their minds. Inflation was also a popular comment, but somewhat surprisingly, Minert says, is that inputs was a smaller concern than a year ago. Each month, the survey asks producers if now is a good time to buy equipment. The Farm Capital Investment Index peaked in the fall of 2020. Minard also points out that while tractor sales have strengthened since the fourth quarter of 2020, farmer sentiment was plummeting at this time. Likewise, while tractor sales strengthened, the Farm Capital Investment Index was weakening. I presented some of this information to a group of investment bankers a few weeks ago, and one of the bankers on the call said, I get it. He said, I just bought a car. Do I feel good about that? Did I want to buy a car? Was it a good time to buy a car? He said, no. I didn't really want to buy a car. It wasn't a good time to buy a car. I couldn't get a good deal on a car. I bought a car for one reason. I needed a car. My car was shot. And I think that's what the farmers are saying as well. Is it a good time to make a large investment? No, I can't get a good deal. I'm going to pay less price. I'm going to pay way more than I would have paid back in 2019, which is my anchor point. Do I feel good about that? No. Is it going to stop me from buying? Not necessarily, right? If I need something, or if the technology is better, or if I've expanded my acreage, etc. Right? So it's a difference between sentiment. How do I feel about making this investment versus am I going to do it? And I guess what we've learned is, at least in this current rather crazy time, those aren't necessarily the same time, but the same thing. I think it's some other times, those two are probably more highly correlated, but in the current environment, not so much. The latest Ag Economy Barometer was released on November 4th with a reading of 102 versus a reading of 112 in the previous report. Both the index of current conditions and the index of future expectations declined this month. The current conditions index dipped eight points to a reading of 101, while the future expectations index dropped 11 points to a reading of 102. This month's survey results suggest that farmer sentiment is on par with that of late 2015 and early 2016. The comparison is interesting because this year's weakness in farmer sentiment is taking place despite very strong net farm income compared to the earlier period, the report said. This week's dealers on the move include Farmers Equipment and United Ag and Turf. Ohio Case IH and Kubota dealer Farmers Equipment has acquired Evolution Ag, a single-store Kubota dealer in Delaware, Ohio. United Ag and Turf, a 49-location John Deere dealership headquartered in Bryan, Texas, has completed the acquisition of Quality Implement, a John Deere dealership with eight Texas locations and one Oklahoma store. Now here's Noah Newman with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. John Deere has officially re-entered the strip-till market, confirming what we first reported weeks ago 
on this program. New units set to be available for order February 2023. Now we got an up close look at the machine in action at the John Deere Training Center. You're looking at the ST16 drawn model. It's one of five different units available, each offering a variety of shanks, coulters, and row spacings. So I caught up with Deere product tillage manager Steve Sporer and asked him why the company is re-entering the strip-till game and how the new unit pairs with their precision technology. As we look at uh, just opportunities for growers to be more efficient, more sustainable, we want to be able to provide uh, solutions for customers wherever they are along that journey. And so uh, we feel that this is a great solution for growers that want to be in the strip-till market. We've got uh, the best strip-till solution out there, and uh, we're excited to have that uh, another tool in the toolbox for growers uh, to implement that strategy. And as you look at the total solution, really uh, we're taking the building blocks of our Precision Ag products, tying in an integrated steerable hitch so that we can use AutoPath and all of our uh, Precision Ag technology to simplify the execution of the strip-till job and thereby uh, make it easier and more efficient for the grower to implement. Deere also announced an addition to the Precision Technology Package, launching TrueSet Active Tillage Technology, which utilizes a sensor on the mainframe to actively check, implement working depth and field conditions during operation. TrueSet Active will be included as base equipment on select tillage models, starting with model year 2024. In the Technology Corner, I'm Noah Newman. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Noah. In its third quarter earnings report, ACO reported $911 million in North American net sales, up 43% year-over-year. This was ACO's highest quarterly sales reported in the last 10 quarters, with its lowest being the $485 million reported in the fourth quarter of 2020. Senior Vice President and CFO Damon Audia attributed the strong North American performance in ACO's third quarter of this year to the success of Fent large tractor sales, significant increase in demand for precision planting products, as well as overall solid pricing. He said the company had increased prices by approximately 13% in its third quarter, which more than offset significant material and freight cost inflation. ACO is expecting pricing for the full year to be up 10%. ECHO reported $647.4 million in work-in-process inventory at the end of its third quarter, up 3.5% from the second quarter inventories. ECHO also increased its production hours in the third quarter by 12% year-over-year and expects production for the full year to be up about 6% compared to 2021. Now here's Ben Thorpe with a Data and Trends update. Thanks, Kim. According to the latest Ag Economy Barometer from Purdue University, interest rates remain a concern among growers when it comes to their finances. Against the backdrop of Congress preparing a new farm bill for 2023, growers were asked which policies or programs would be most important to their farm in the next five years. The most selected option was interest rate policy, with 36% of growers considering it the most important to their farm operation. When asked for the primary reason they consider it a bad time to make large investments, Equipment price increases and construction costs remain the most popular choice at 40%. Rising interest rates remain the second most selected option, with 20% of growers giving it as their primary reason to not make large investments. Dealers also show concern with interest rate increases in the latest Ag Equipment Intelligence Dealer Sentiment Report. One dealer from the Corn Belt said interest rates had begun to impact his customers' purchasing decisions. Another dealer from the Delta State's Southeast Southern Plains region said, 2023 will be a challenge. 20-30% price increases paired with 3.5% interest rate increases will impact affordability. 
Dealer sales forecasts for 2023 were flat in the most recent dealer sentiment report, with recessionary concerns, rising interest rates, and equipment costs negatively weighing on dealers' outlook. On November 2nd, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point, its sixth increase this year. According to a report from Reuters, however, the Fed signaled future increases in borrowing costs could be made in smaller steps to account for the cumulative tightening of monetary policy it has enacted so far. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. This week's data point is brought to you by Ag Equipment Intelligence's 2023 Executive Briefing. Average application rates in the 1950s were 1,200, 1,700, and 2,400 grams of active ingredients per hectare for fungicides, insecticides, and herbicides, respectively. By the 2000s, the average use rates were reduced to 140 and 75 grams per hectare, a 95% drop. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lesternmedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. <laughs>